Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. This morning, as we talk about community, when you are in community, it helps you're okay because you're surrounded by family and you're surrounded by comfort. And we were designed, and we're going to talk about this this week and next week. We'll conclude it next week that we need each other. And so I want you to direct your attention to this video. It's going to set the tone for exactly what I want to say this week. Some of you saw this last week. It's cool. There's revelation. Every time I've watched it, I've seen something different. So if you would uh, direct your attention to the screen and just watch this video. Everybody seen the movie uh, Gladiator? I remember when I saw it, the Spirit of God spoke to me in the theater and said, there come a generation where this scene you're looking at will be a reality. And it was a scene where Maximus, uh, played by Russell Crowe, is in the middle of the arena with the uh, gladiators that are in his gladiator school from North Africa. And he hears a voice speaking, describing what's about to happen. And these guys, there's 12 of them, are standing around looking, who am I supposed, are we supposed to fight? There's nobody there. Then he hears, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you a recreation of the second fall of mighty Carthage. And there on the barren plains of Sarna, are the armies of Hannibal, brute barbarians and mercenaries bent on merciless destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the barbarian horde. And they extend, extends the hand and there's Maximus down. He goes, well, that looks like us. He shall face off with the victorious armies of General of the Africanus Corps, Scipio Africanus. Well, right there, Maximus, who's a former general, realizes Oh boy, so we're gonna face off. This is a recreation of the Hannibal's problem with Scipio. Scipio had chariots with blades that would decimate Hannibal's legions. Maximus turns to the others. He says, how many of you have served in the army? He's supposed to be a Spaniard, but he sounds like an Australian. He goes, whatever comes through those gates, we have a better chance of survival if we work together. That's when the goosebumps hit me. Whatever comes through those gates, we have a better chance of survival if we work together. The gates fly open, chariots come rolling in this, with, the, with a thunderous sound. And as they come descending upon this, this little group of, of soldiers who don't have chariots, Maximus says, come together, closer, closer, come on, closer. As they back into each other, he says, lock your shields. They locked their shields at a perfect 360 degree Roman tortoise because all of them had been in the military. And so they understood how to keep a formation in unity. And now as the chariot comes rolling up towards them to break up this unity and decimate this little group, Maximus says, hold, hold. And then he shouts, as one. And they all shout back, as one. And they lean into their shields, kaboom, and repulse the chariot. It bounces right off their shields. And the crowd goes, ooh, like that. <laughs> Maximus, like a true shepherd, says, well done. They'll be back. And then he gives a unique command. He yells out, diamond. The word diamond was a cue to tilt the shield 
as they were, there were these chariots coming, he caused his men to lie down under their shield and flip the chariot as it came upon them. Diamond! And boom, they drop down like that. The chariot hits the shield and they flip it. Now the chariots start flipping. The crowd is actually cheering for a remnant overcoming the odds that are against them. And as it is happening, Maximus gives the command, single column, single column. Now they walked in unity, they could separate. They move into two columns. Maximus gets up on one of the horses that he just sets free from the chariot, rides behind them and starts taking them out from behind. They hardly knew what was hitting them. The crowd is up on their feet, Maximus, Maximus. And this is how they won the arena. They flipped the mob. They overturned the agenda that was against them. Even now, the church is put on display to reveal the manifold wisdom of God under the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. We're on the theater display, and the principalities are observing the manifold, and the word manifold means the many facets of a diamond. And the body of Christ moving in unity as one is called to deal with whatever hell sends through those gates. And if you'll do it with maturity and unity, you will watch exploits be done that will cause the crowd that is gawking at you and wondering what kind of religious cult or weird thing is this, they will suddenly begin to cheer for you because they'll see the exhibition of the glory of God. Turning your Bible, if you would, the 1 Corinthians 1, uh, turn to verse 10. I want to give you guys a prophetic warning this morning of something the Lord was telling me on the way here. And I sense it's a life or death issue for all of us. And that is, there were some key things in that video that struck me. And again, every time I watch it, I, I see something different. You'll notice that when the enemy hit them first, he said, they'll be back. The enemy will try to wear you out with repetition of constant attacks. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He will try over and over and over again to see where there is an opening and there's not a proper formation in your life. That could be sin. That could be, and this is the prophetic warning, company that is bad company that corrupts your belief system. Good morals. And the issue, mainly for the church, because right now, I told, I've been telling you for weeks that we need to allow our faith to rise, and we need to unify, we need to unite, we need to become one, but a lot of the issue is that we are aligned with people that are not Holy Spirit inspired, and therefore, we can never have Holy Spirit direction because it's not Holy Spirit inspiration. It, we cannot hang around with people that are driven by head knowledge. We have to be around people that are driven by the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit demonstration. So I want to encourage you, if you're a part of community that is not Holy Spirit inspired, you're going to miss it. That's a warning for many of you. And I feel a real urgency that a change has got to be made. A change has got to be made in our lives where we omit the bad company. That's not to say that we dismiss people that are not walking with the Lord. 
What I'm trying to say, though, is that those that pull us higher are those that we surround ourselves with, with fellowship, constant fellowship and accountability, that we are going higher. You you hear me on that? We do need to reach the world, but stop wasting your time where you're casting pearls before swines when you see that somebody is not accepting the very thing that you are a part of. Listen, just let the Holy Spirit do the work and walk away. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 10 to 17. We read this last week, but I want to camp out on a few things that the Lord showed me this week. I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to agree to live in unity. Notice it says agree. In other words, that onus is on you to agree to unite. Man, as we enter a political season, do we need this? And the church, we need to stop arguing about stupid stuff. To agree to live in unity with one another and put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. Be restored. And by the way, a lot of this is stupid theological debates. Stop that. And we're going to get there. Be restored as one united body living in perfect harmony. Form a consistent choreography, I love that word, amongst, among yourselves, having a common perspective with shared values. In other words, focus on the things that we can agree on. My brothers and sisters, I have serious concerns. This is Paul writing to the church of Corinth. I have serious concerns that I need to bring up with you, for I have been informed by those of Chloe's house, church, that you have been destructively arguing amongst yourselves. And I need to bring this up because each of you is claiming loyalty to different preachers. Some of you are saying, I'm a disciple of Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I am a disciple of Peter the Rock, and some, I belong only to Christ. But let me ask you, is Christ divided into groups? Did I die on the cross for you? At your baptism, did I pledge, did, did you, I'm sorry, pledge yourselves to Paul? Thank God I only baptized two in Corinth, and that's Crispus and Gaius. So now no one can say that in my name I baptize others. Yet I also baptized Stephanus and his family. Other than that, I don't remember baptizing anyone. For the anointed one has sent me on a mission, not to see how many I could baptize, but to proclaim the good news And I declare this message, check this out right here, stripped of all philosophical arguments. That's so key. Get out of your headspace and get into the Holy Ghost. This is the problem with the American church right now. We're stuck in our headspace. Talking about information rather than looking for impartation. That's an issue. Information's good. I want the Holy Ghost. I want an encounter with the living God. I want to see his manifest presence. And it happens through desperation and not by telling the Lord what you know, but saying, God, I'm a broken mess. I need you more than any ever before. Are you with me here? We've got to get a church. Listen, I've said this before that people are attracted to our brokenness and our issues and what we're pressed, not our perfection. Not the shiny how things look, 
But we all have a sphere of influence that we need to start pulling in. We need to become not a church that gets a daily dose so we can go and survive, but that we catch the Holy Spirit, that we go out and we evangelize. It's time for us to start evangelizing and bringing into the house of God those that need to hear his, his word and encounter his glory. That they can leave and say, there's a very real God. And it's not that he necessarily dwells exclusively in this place, but my God, we can't forsake the assembling and we're going to go there. That's a part of this series. It's important. What does that mean? Forsake the assembly It's important that we come together collectively as a church on Sunday morning. It's important that we do that. I've heard some false teaching going on right now that that doesn't matter anymore. Just go ahead and, and just, you know, talk amongst a few people. It's okay. We don't need the church. No, we do need the church. The problem is we have labeled church a building instead of it being a body, a family of people that we rely on and we, we lean on each other. We call each other up when we're going through stuff and say, I need prayer. Oh my Lord, we need this. The anointed one has sent me on a mission, not to see how many I could baptize, but to proclaim the good news. And I declare this message stripped of all, stripped of all philosophical arguments that empty the cross of its true power. Did you know that? The philosophical arguments empty the cross of its true power. Think about that. We argue philosophical things, theological things. It literally strips the cross of its power. Don't argue that. Carry and demonstrate the glory of the Lord. If we would stop arguing those things and just start demonstrating the power of God, could you imagine what it would do to flip this nation upside down? You say, what is, what is the vision of Hope Covenant Church? I've been asked this by people when they're looking for this really, sometimes they're looking for, there is a consumer mentality in the church right now that are looking for me to tell, well, we've got these programs and we've got, if you want great programs, don't come to this church. My God, there's churches on every corner that do that better than we do. What we want to be known as is a group of people that accept all as they are, come as you are, and then we demonstrate the Holy Ghost, the people encounter God, and they leave wrecked. That's it. Now you know our vision. Now you know what we're all about. That's it. That's, that's our vision right there. We want to see God's presence transform lives. That's it. There's five purposes of the church, and there's five. I want to go over them today. There's five purposes of the church. I'm going to explain these deeper in the coming weeks. But one is worship. One is fellowship. One is discipleship. One is ministry. Or you might know that as service. Or one is missions, and you might know that as evangelism. So worship, fellowship, discipleship, ministry, and missions. Five purposes of the church. Churches grow warmer through fellowship, okay? Churches grow deeper through discipleship. That's what we're doing in these groups that we're launching. And we're, we're going to dig into the things of God. We're going to dig into conversation you can't have on a Sunday morning. So churches grow warmer through fellowship. They grow deeper through discipleship. Churches grow uh, stronger through worship, when we get together, we worship and we seek the manifest glory of God. We grow stronger through worship. Churches grow broader through ministry, which is why we're doing things like foster care and adoption. Come December, we're going to, we clear all the chairs in the sanctuary. We have a wrap party. It's amazing. We just wrap gifts and 
and we, get, we, we, we bless uh, a foster care agency called Seven Homes that's in this area, and we're going to get more and more involved in that. In fact, and I'm going to talk about this during our vision fund, this room is becoming a place where they're going to congregate, and we're going to uh, have that, that ministry, that, that organization, it's a non-for-profit organization, train and license families to take on foster care and adoption, and we're going to do that right here at this church. Can we give God a shout of praise? Because we're going to grow broader through ministry. We're helping a, a single mom right now that has some issues and, and, and that really has some, some financial needs. And so we, we do that. We have a benevolence fund, and that's, what, that's why we need to raise money, because our, our reach can only go as far as your generosity. Just a little commercial there for you. Churches grow broader through ministry, and then churches grow larger through evangelism. So if you look at the seat next to you that's empty and you feel burdened, which you should, to grow this family, this community, start evangelizing. Y'all, the one thing that I don't want to do is grow a church through other churches. I don't want people coming here from other churches. Do you know that every time you take somebody from another church and you pull them into this church, you're going to stand before God for pulling them away from a family that they're connected to? Think about that. Could you imagine if we all had conviction about that? We'd probably stop pulling from other churches. No, I want new believers that get saved and come to know God and get radically converted. And, and I, want, I, I, don't, I don't want a bunch of church people that know everything. I want people that know nothing that go, tell me about this Jesus. And I go, actually, let me introduce you to him. Let's worship. Let's worship together. You encounter. What was it that I felt? That was the Lord. And there's power when we collectively lift up our voices and worship together on Sundays. Another unique thing about this church, and you can ask the worship team, in fact, they got a text from me this morning. I said, hey, worship list is totally changing today. Just we, we, we changed. Liz said to me last night, she said, babe, I hate these two songs. Can we switch them? I don't think we're supposed to do them. And, and when she said it, I was actually feeling the same way. I said, my God, thank you for saying that because I actually hate them too. I don't want to do them anymore. I agree with you. We're going to move past it. It's not about us, but I just felt like they were not going where we needed to go. And I love this unique thing that we're hungry. I, I'm so tired of program church. I'm so tired of, of a one hour, five minute services that we, which is why when we do go to multiple services, and I don't know how we're going to do it. Because at any moment, y'all know I could fly off the handle and go, okay, Holy Spirit just totally changed things. I mean, that's what happened this morning. That this is not where we were planning on going. But the Lord spoke to me on the way here that many of you are dealing with issues and part of the issue is that you're disconnected from each other. And that's why we're doing this series. I'm trying to lasso the troops because summer's over. My God, get back here. If you're watching online and you're just sitting in your PJs eating tricks or whatever it is that you're doing. I don't know why I said tricks. Whatever. Just get here on Sunday mornings. It's important. If you can't be here for some reason, you're not feeling well, we understand. That's why we pray for you. We get it. We totally understand. You're traveling. Stuff comes up. We get that. I say it every week. If we had everybody that calls Hope Covenant their church here, we would not have enough seats for everybody, which is why in January, I'm planning on going to two services-ish. We'll see. That's the plan. We'll see what God ordains. That's the plan. 
I believe the Lord spoke that to me because I believe that every one of you that are sitting here are going to start to evangelize at the end of this series. I hope that we're all transformed, that we're burning to tell the barista at Starbucks or whatever coffee shop, wherever we eat. Oh my goodness, you've got to know about what God's doing. He responds to desperation. He responds to where we lay down our agendas as we, God, what do you want to do? And I want to ask you this question today. What is it that's going on right now? Maybe it's upsetting you what's going on in your life. You're in a season that's discouraging you, but God is trying to get your attention with a divine redirect. There's a divine redirect and God is, he's, he's, he's trying to get your attention. How many of you know he doesn't leave us alone because he's just that good? I've been in, in many seasons before where I've heard, in fact, I, I've never shared this before, but many, many, many years ago, it was about three years into a church that we were at in Texas, the Lord spoke to me around Christmas time and I came home and we were with my parents and we, were, we actually took a trip out to Nashville, Tennessee and I felt the Lord changing that season. I felt like our, I was released from there. I really did. I felt that. But I ignored it, and I stayed two years longer than I actually believe I was supposed to. The Lord, out of his mercy and compassion, put me where we're supposed to be, and here we are today. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. But God has a way with me because I have previously, thank God I believe I'm not there anymore, when I'm in a season where I'm overstaying my welcome, he's had to put his foot in the small of my back and push me out. Let me tell you something. When you're not obedient to when God tells you to do something, it's never pleasant when you wait for the, the, his foot in the small of your back. Before you can unite with the church, you have to unite with the Lord. I know that sounds so simple, stupid, but it's, literally profound because you can't demonstrate unity to others when you don't have his character and you can't have your his character if you're not united and married to the Lord's agenda first and that's the season that many of us are in right now is God's going hey I want to refocus you right now for where I'm about to lead you and by the way you're going places that are far greater than you thought you were going to go no pain, no gain. This has been a painful season. Liz and I could not believe yesterday was Saturday. I woke up to a plethora. There's a good word. I woke up to a ton of messages of people that are going through hard times. But at the end of almost every text thread, it was like, I'm going through a hard time, but I don't know why, but I just sense that God is doing something in me I, I, I don't like what he's doing with me, but I sense he's doing something in me. And I, I'm kind of like, I've, God's got my attention right now. And, and that's what God always wants your attention. That's not a seasonal thing, but I believe there is a season right now where the Lord is waking and shaking his church to a point where we need him again. You look around at the, 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 the nation and, where there, and there's all kinds of things there's, they're talking about right now that it's like, and I'm not, I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists, but I'm listening to things that I'm going, you know, it's funny, like 
the things that we used to call conspiracy theories now are like, hey, here's what's coming. <laughs> it's, it's crazy the, the day that we're living in. And the only way that we are going to not survive but thrive yeah. is to be in community and fellowship with God and with each other. And I do not have a complicated vision statement because I don't think it's supposed to be that complicated. Because like I told you, when we are going to purchase that sign, I, I know I mentioned it to you. And when we do the vision fund and raise the money, it'll be out there. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Because that's our main statement as a church is we want to be a church that says, Holy Spirit, here's a red carpet. You're welcome to do whatever you want. We've got a plan, but now you ordain our steps and you do what you want to do. And if we would become that way in our lives, we would really circumvent some obstacles that I, and some mountains that we don't need to see again. Anybody tired of going around the mountain? You're like, I am sick of that little bush right there. I don't want to see again. I'm in that time in that season where his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And the Lord is showing me the beauty of completely relying, stirring up my faith, we just came out of a series on faith, stirring up our faith and understanding that he will make a way where there seems to be no way. He will make all the crooked paths straight. Yes. This is a season of your crooked path being made straight as you're obedient to the, the, the small, still voice. The, 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 I've told you before, the voice of Holy Spirit is heard in close proximity. It's the whispers of God that are heard only in close proximity. So pull close to Jesus, and that's my message for today. We'll, we'll finish this out next week. Many of you are in a position, I sense today, where you just need somebody to agree with you in prayer over a situation that you desperately need breakthrough in. We're going to pray that breakthrough in. When we go through the squeeze, we learn things about ourselves. Some things we like, some things we don't like. Some of you might be in a season where you're, you're learning some things you don't like. But here's the key. When you learn those things, learn how to deal with those things in the Holy Ghost. Don't allow those things to become shame. That's not what that's designed for. There is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Some of you need to take the shame and wipe your shoulders off and say, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. If you messed up, okay, Lord, I'm a human. I repent. I lay this at your feet. Close the door. It's its finished chapter. Move on. He already did. He already went to the cross. He knew you were going to mess up. It's okay. It's all right. How many of you are in a season where you just need agreement for breakthrough in a standstill moment that you're tired of standing still? How many of you are there? You need agreement. I know many of you are. I want to all stand to our feet this morning and with every eye open, every head lifted, opposite of what we usually do, could we just all lift our hands to the Lord? This is a moment between you and Abba Father this morning. If you have a need, I want you to go ahead and just tell God, Lord, I have this need. I thank you, Lord, this morning. I came to meet with you for a breakthrough and I thank you, God, that it's already done. Just give it to the Lord. And I want you prophetically to just lay it at your feet. Just take your hand and go like this and just lay it at your feet. That's at the feet of Jesus. You're literally 
it sounds ridiculous, but you're just, you're, it's, it's symbolic. Lord, I just lay this at your feet. Father, I thank you for breakthrough this morning, a breaker anointing that is here, that you're breaking through impossible situations. Lord, that when we go through tough times, it's because you're developing something and doing something in us that we desperately need. Father, I thank you for that surgical work that you're doing in us. And I thank you, Lord, for the breakthrough. I thank you, God, for the breakthrough. In Jesus' name, we declare breakthrough. Just say that, I declare breakthrough. I mean, say it like you mean it. I declare breakthrough. In Jesus' name. Now, I speak to any unbelief here this morning in Jesus' name, and I thank you, Lord, that you're filling us with belief, that your promises are yes and amen in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, even if you don't believe it, shout amen. 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 Listen, this is going to be a good week. We are going to conclude this series next week and then go on into vision. The Lord's up to something. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.